0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is...
1: Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Jason.
0: So I know we've dropped in followers since I got real controversial last episode.
1: We went from three Um, to two, yeah.
0: (laughs) I apologize, but sorry, not sorry. I said what I said. I I have nothing else to say about that. We're getting closer to Valentine's Day and our youngest kid's birthday, so it is happening at our house. Lots of stuff happening. And Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't know what's going to happen. I, Despite having been a Bengals fan for a long time, I thought, surely not. They're going to fall back on their usual uh, traits of blowing it. And yet here they are in the Super Bowl. like Not with
1: Joe Burr or Joe Cool.
0: Nope. He screwed up before, okay.
1: That was the Joe of old. This is Joe of new. (laughs)
0: Okay, the Joe of old, like one year ago. (laughs) Two years ago, they were the worst team in the NFL. I feel like it's not a far stretch to think they could blow it.
1: That's true. Hey, getting to the the Super Bowl, I mean, that's a task in itself. I was just wanting a playoff win, and we got three of those, so hey.
0: I know, I, I can't believe it. I don't know, I mean, I could talk sports strategy about what the Bengals need to do, and what they need to work on, and all that kind of stuff, but... It's a board game podcast, and that's not really what this is about. So if you want to know, if you want to know what my pro tips are for the Bengals uh, play this, this week, let me know. Hit me up.
1: As Joel used to say, that was Bengal talk, the podcast within the podcast.
0: That's right. So now let's go right to news and crowdfunding There's some there's some good stuff popping up, I think, on Kickstarter. Stuff that's intrigued me. And I actually have left out some things that if it were a little bit of a, a, a rougher news cycle, I would have pulled out. Like, uh, I think it's called Animal Kickball or Jungle Kickball I left out, which is... Uh, no, it was Animal Dodgeball. Oh, yeah, Dodgeball. Right. Um, or Peacock Dodgeball. Uh, I don't know. No, oh, it was something i right, see this is terrible it's not on my list so i don't know it um but i left it out because there are other stuff i want to talk about so the first one i saw this game i think i saw rado play it and it automatically looked at like something jason and i would like because it's really ugly um there's like some tracks uh there's a, a Rondell. looks like it has artwork from clemens franz correct this podcast has been sponsored today by clemens franz <laughs> and that game is Old London Bridge. This is from Queen Games, which we are intimately aware of Queen Games. We have a lot of their stuff, um, which I think we think of Queen as big, a big game company. But their little bio Kickstarter says it's a small family-run operation that has six employees in Germany and three in the U.S. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. Like, I mean, that's
1: what their Kickstarter profile says. Uh, Yeah, I just assumed they were, you know, a big, a bigger company, but I guess not.
0: Um, So in this one, like the old London Bridge has been destroyed by fire, falling down,
1: falling down.
0: Right. So now we're gonna build the new one. The one's gonna be made out of stone, and because it's made out of stone, it can support, um, like buildings within the stone structure. Right. So that's all that can be built into the bridge itself.
1: And the big bad wolf can't blow it down.
0: Correct. Um, the little pigs are safe. So everybody is working on a section of the bridge in this game. The interesting thing is you've got so there's got this round out in the middle that determines like how much each player is going to get rewarded for building certain types of buildings. So you can pull a building off the top of the stack to, to build and that's free or you can pay to build one of the buildings that are face up. Now, the reason why you might want to build these face up is you're kind of setting them down into the, these little sections in your bridge, their cards for the buildings. They're numbered in order to play a building. You have to um, play them in descending numerical order. Oh, that's cool. Like racco. Yeah. Or if you don't, you have to tear down the one before it, which is not good. But then Different types of buildings give you different rewards. Um, you, they all have like different shields on them that you kind of add up to give you a strength, um, like a strength of the action that that type of building gives you. Um, it's you secretly choose a card to play to determine turn order. So it's like, how early do you want to go? Is there a card out there that you want? Um, yeah, there's just, it's like, I think it's just like a, a, a cool idea there's even some different types of buildings that can help you with different ways. Like there's a building that resets the numbering on your bridge. So if you're like getting in a jam and start high enough, aren't pulling them in, um, you, you know, coins are really important because those are like extra points. So you want to try to collect those. So you don't want to spend it on all these cards that you can see. So I, there's just a really, I think neat kind of like decision-making stuff to do there. And it, it does look cool because there's a 3d bridge And then your cards fit down across in the top of this bridge. So it looks cool. I do love a gimmick. I know you do. So Old London Bridge, there's eight days left on the Kickstarter. um, And it's $49 for the base pledge, which seems about to track with most Queen games. But it looks good. There's even a track where I think, is there a track in this one where you increase your reputation or is that a different game I just looked at? It's possible. There's some add-ons. You can buy like a ton of crap. I don't want to say crap, but you can buy like a ton of other stuff, like Queen stuff. they always like, oh, you want to buy this game and this other game we have? Sure, we'll make that a bundle on the Kickstarter. They have all those out there. Um, If so, if there's a Queen game that you're looking for, there you go. You can find it here. They do have, I think, an expansion to the game, but I think you have to pay for it.
1: Well, yeah, they're not going to give that away for free. Come on.
0: Come on. There is an advanced variant that comes with the game that helps that like just gives you different types of like in-game goals that you can mix up. But I, I, yeah, it looks like the kind of game that I'd really enjoy. So that's Old London Bridge from Queen Games. Um, if this podcast drops on Friday, there's eight days left on that Kickstarter and it's 49 bucks for the base pledge.
1: Interesting how this one can be $49, but all the Stefan Feld games are 80. Hmm, that's interesting.
0: Don't get another board game company mad at us.
1: They don't send me stuff anyway, so I don't care.
0: Oh, that's true. Uh, the next game I find really interesting because it's about um, ancient Rome. So it's like trading in the Mediterranean, but it's made by a Japanese company, I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> that is funny.
0: Yeah. It's a Japanese publisher who's created like two, a couple other games uh, Yuchi Bokoya, I don't know. And the designer of this game is Tatsuka Chuo. Chuo? And the game is called Ostia. And it's got like a subtitle, Develop the Harbor of Ancient Rome. So it says it's a Mancala board game. From what I can tell, there the part of it that's Mancala is how you um, choose your action. So everybody, you're trying to develop this port, a harbor in Rome of Ostia. Um, it says it's inspired by Trajan. So I guess that explains kind of how the Mancala.
1: Right, yeah. Action selection deal.
0: So you are moving around, collecting, trading resources like you do. But in order to do that, you're using your own little harbor, where um, it's like, they call it like a logistics hub, almost. It's like this six, there's a hex, so six different room, like areas, and goods can go in there. And so when it's your turn, I think you pick one of those and you take everything in it.
1: It looks amazing. That And move it is.
0: around. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. I, I don't, I didn't quite understand that. Like you, you're in charge of these ships because you're trying to go out and like people are going to charter your ships. You're going to try to expand your enterprise. You want to go out there and get commodities. This is where this has a track to, as you gain reputation, for helping people out, you just you can get discover artifacts and all these other kind of things um, to come back and up your fame. This looks it good has, right here. This looks it good. Ha- yeah, it has a lot of really cool tokens, wooden bits that are great. You can get an upgrade pack as well to have all completely wooden components, but um, including like tiles and stuff. But even the basic is really awesome. Now here's where it's not so good. There's nine days left this Kickstarter, so if you're interested in some of those mechanics, which sound cool, uh, the base pledge is $63.
1: Dang, it was nice while it lasted.
0: <laughs> I was like, you are not going to back this.
1: It, it, the art looked really good. It looked like an Eagle Griffin game almost, like the way the board looked.
0: Yes, the art looks good. The board looks good. The components look good, which I think is why it's, it's $63, because even the basic components, there's like these little, um, like, different kinds of landmarks and stuff that you can end up putting in your harbor that are wooden, um, like these wooden vessels, you know, these amphora tokens, their are ship tokens, different kinds of ship tokens, um, 48 building tokens, disks and cubes, and all that kind of stuff. So there's kind of a lot going on here. So if that price point doesn't scare you, this game looks real good. If you're into boats, 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 like we talked about last week, check out Ostia. There are nine days left in that Kickstarter, and it's $63. Man,
1: this this is giving me some FOMO right here. This
0: one looks good. Okay, and my last Kickstarter is one that I'm really interested in because you all know my favorite theme has to do with anything it has to do with Asia. And this game has great mechanics and a great theme, and that game is called Chang'an. Now, I was looking at the... At the designer, and I'm like, man, this name looks familiar. But of course, you all know I don't know any designers, and thankfully, Jason came to the rescue. Italian, it's an Italian Nestor
1: Manjoni Newton uh, humboldt's Great Voyage. That's why it looks familiar because
0: greatness. I I do really like Newton. So this is a an engine building game, a research management game. You are developing the city of Chang'an. And you're doing it by applying these cards down onto your own personal city board. And it kind of has this like Seven Wonders um, Hadara feel where you've got different types of cards that are coming out. There's you know some military cards, there's some science cards, there's some politic cards. Um, but the look of the cards reminds me so much of Seven Wonders and Seven Wonders Duel. And it's like if Seven Wonders and Hadara had a baby, it would be Chang'an because you're playing these cards out in order and, and you're kind of arra- you can rearrange them even on these different sectors in your city. then you're going to produce, you get everything that those cards produce and use those then to uh, build more buildings, better buildings, uh, invite people to come to your city and then they all have kind of special things they give you in order to build the best city gathering the most points. The- there's some really cool stuff in this. They even have a couple expansions. The thing that I think, and I think Jason will like the best, is the base price for Chang'an, which has nine days left when this drops, hopefully on Friday, um, February 11th, is it's $35, which is pretty good because there's like these cool, like, all the resources are wooden tokens and all these cards. However... This Silk Road expansion looks awesome. You get little like silk swatches that are wooden. There's also an additional expansion that's like a religious expansion that's got these awesome wooden meeple monks. Um, Yes, please. If you want to go all in like I always do, it's only $55 to go all in in this game. And I I just think that's a great deal. I think that there's some really great stuff here. I like engine building. I like resource management. I love card games. Um Big fan of all those things. I think this looks really good. So if that any of that intrigues you, if you always wanted Seven Wonders and Hadar to procreate, you need to check out Chang'an. Nine days left in the Kickstarter, base pledge $35.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a, a cute baby, um, for <laughs> sure. This game does look pretty cool. And since there's uh, you know one of the Italians on it, it's probably pretty good. The I Italian mean, midwife usually, that
0: delivered the baby?
1: Yeah, right. They usually don't put out junk. So even if it's mediocre for an Italian, that's probably pretty solid.
0: And that's all I have for news.
1: All right. So let's talk about some games that we played. We played three games this week. Um, And the first one we're going to talk about is a game that I really enjoy. It was in my top 100, I believe. Who knows? That was like weeks ago.
0: I think it was in mine, too.
1: Uh, And that game is called Tapestry. Tapestry. And we played it with both expansions, so Plans and and Arts and Architecture. We played it on the retail release date because it just felt like the right thing to do <laughs> for Arts and Architecture. So that's what we did. Um, so Tapestry, it's tracks, the Euro game. All you're doing is on your turn, you're going to take a turn uh, trying to move a track up by spending some resources. Each track's going to specialize in a certain thing. One track's going to specialize in military One in technology, one in science, and one in exploration. But with the arts and architecture expansion, there's also an art track that you can move up on, which is going to help you get masterpieces. It may give you, um, what's that thing called? Uh, It's the light bulb. Innovation. Innovation. So you can upgrade your player board to get additional points for one of the four colored house areas that's on your player board. A whole bunch of new um, tapestry cards and tech cards that are really cool and just feel super powerful and fun. Individual personal landmarks that you can get if you accomplish a goal, which came out in Plans and Ploys, but Arts and Architecture adds more. Um, And just other cool buildings that go with the game. I love Tapestry. Uh, The expansions don't make me love it anymore or like it any less. Just a good solid game. I can actually probably do without that fifth track, the arch track, because I I never used it. There's all there's so much stuff to going on in that game anyway. Having another track just takes your focus off of somewhere else that you like to do. So yeah, I take it or leave it. It's fine. But yeah, I love tapestry. So what do you think this time?
0: Um yeah, I I actually tried to really play with that extra track um because it was new and I just want to try it out and I think if you want to do that track you have to really go all in with it in order to make it really work because I did not do well and I was like well I got these masterpieces but they never really fired off like they didn't pay off in the short term so I really needed to super invest in in that track. And honestly, that track might be a little easier to work on because you don't have to have specific resources um, to move up on it. So that can make it helpful. So maybe next time if I go all in. Um, I love, I I really like this game a lot. I love that there's so much um, like variety, trying all the different civilizations that you can be and the benefits they give you, um, the different kind of land that you can have to put your landmarks on all the different cute little buildings that I think are adorable. (laughs) There's some new ones that I really loved that I got. I got like a pumpkin building. I thought that was super cute. Um, like a clock tower, I think all different cars you could possibly play. Just the innovations that come out, the tapestry cards that come out. Like I, I think that's, there's some really neat things. Again, this another thing I love about this is you kind of go your own way. And maybe some ways don't work as well as others. Like, honestly, this time, I kind of balanced out all of my tracks. And that just does not work. It does not work. I just need to pick an area and go with it and really lean into it. And I, I kind of pulled back from that. So I Every time I finish playing it, I'm like, dang, I need to play that again. Because every time I play it, I feel like I get a better handle on the game. I see the possibilities. I'm excited to see what other cards could come out, what other buildings could come out. Um, I think it's it's just solid. It's really good.
1: Yeah. And those new tapestry and tech cards that came in the new expansion are crazy. Some of them are crazy cool. Mm
0: -hmm. Like I got
1: that astronomy tower that let me take some space tiles. But I had to sit on it until I got yeah. to the space section of the board. So I got these cool tiles that I can use, but then I got to still get there. Like just really cool tiles and some stuff to negate traps, mm-hmm. which is interesting because there was no way to do that before. You were just, oh, you have a trap. I'm yeah, That sucks. Now, yeah. you know, if someone plays a trap, you could have an, a one that negates the trap, which is awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I enjoy all the cards a lot. That's the stuff that I like the best in the expansion is just the more variety of those cards. I think that's really fun.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: All right. So the next game we played is, I guess it's New Hotness, I think.
0: What do we know Kickst- about New Hotness? I don't know.
1: Kickst- our, our friend had it, so probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, it's uh, It just came, it just delivered on Kickstarter, I'm pretty sure, like within the last month. <laughs> and it's called Merchants of the Dark Road. And this is from Elf Creek. They did Honey Buzz. They did the reprint of Atlantis Rising. I Winterborn. think they have one more. But I No, Winterborn is Talent Strikes. It's oh. the same designer as Merchants of Dark Road.
0: Oh, the Winter same Born. designer. Okay, okay.
1: Um, so Merchants of the Dark Road... Is basically a really nicely produced pickup and deliver game. Uh, And kind of like, I don't know, it's got some dice rolling that tells you how far you can move your little carriage around. What you're trying to do is you're trying to recruit heroes, get different types of goods to get into your, your covered wagon.
0: It's contract fulfillment.
1: Yeah, contract fulfillment, and you're trying to get the certain types of goods like weapons, armor, potions, that kind of thing, to and people and commissions from the queen to deliver those things to a different part of the board to certain cities. Each um, contract and person wants to go to a certain city on the board. You get certain bonuses for contracts, different bonuses for the people, and you're trying to, you know, make all that be as efficient as you can. But the interesting thing is the way the scoring works. So. It's like Rogers of the Ganges, kind of, where you have a money track and a point track, or what they call it, prestige or something. And you're trying to keep those as equal as possible. You don't want them to cross in this one, but you want to keep them as equal as possible because your score is going to be the lowest of either your prestige or your money. So if you have 60 coins but 20 prestige, you should have focused some more time on some prestige because you're going to have 20 points. So it's an interesting, like balance of you know do I take actions that give me money do I take actions that give me prestige am I trying to get both of those at the same time which is probably the best but you're also spending your money throughout the game to do some things which is also challenging so yeah this this game's fantastic uh, it, it's got everything I like contract fulfillment um, a little bit of set collection because you're trying to get certain types of weapons and all that kind of thing people that you need for in game goals but pick up and deliver ultimately is always a good time a little bit of randomness in that because you're rolling some dice based on the path that you're going to take it's good uh, and we played with the super deluxe version that had great components um, and probably had spoiled Katie from ever wanting to play the non-deluxe version. But- <laughs> That's
0: exactly what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really good. So what do you think about this one?
0: Uh, yeah, I would never want to play it on the regular version because the deluxe one has all the cute little fun bits. Um, this is another one of those games where you're like, I want to do all these things, but I can't. So it's 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 like tense. But it's not, and and there's like a really key push and pull, but it's not, it doesn't, it's not against other people playing. It's totally against the game. And so like trying to think, how can I do this? Where do I get these items that I need? How do I make the most of this? Um, I, I really like it. I wanted to go buy it today. I didn't tell Jason that because I knew he wouldn't do it, but I really wanted to. I'm like, surely they can get this for me. Um, but I want like the souped up version, which would be really expensive and Jason would never buy it. But uh, it is, it has so many things that I really like. I like pick up and deliver. I like set collection. Um, these little puzzly elements, even of how do I get all the stuff in my caravan? Um, Rolling dice, like d- does our trip work out really well or not so well? I'd watched Rado play this a long time ago, and now to be fair with Rado, so he made it seem really complicated. Once you know the basics,
1: it's pretty straightforward, really.
0: Yes, once you know what everything, wherever like all the different spots on the board, that it's pretty easy. And, and then it just becomes like, okay, how do I make the most of what I can get to and what I've got? And I love that, like, kind of brain-burning. Every turn, I'm like, gosh, how can I make the most of this? And it, I just felt like, the, especially towards the end, time has slipped by so quickly. And I'm like, gosh, I can't get to any of these things I want. Uh, but it is really good. I really like
1: it a lot. Yeah, the cool thing is when you're traveling, you can always travel on someone's turn. So, like, if I'm going to go do the delivery, I can say, hey, who wants to go with me? And then we'll roll a die for every person that goes, and then it's more chances of bad things happening, but it also gives you chances to deliver when it's not your turn, so it helps you get more of that stuff out of the way and not focusing all of your turns on just delivering, which is nice. So. While the game's kind of stressing you out, you're actually working with the other people a little bit to do some deliveries, which is cool.
0: Yeah, super good.
1: All right, so the last game we played is the best game that we played. (laughs) Um,
0: And the newest game.
1: It's so new, from 1970-ish, and it's called Bermuda Triangle. So this is one that uh, our daughter wanted to play, and Katie hadn't played it yet. She's watched us play it. You heard her talk about it last week on the Boats, Boats, Boats episode. And this is... Like we said before, it's not, it shouldn't be a good game. But what it is, it's is, you're rolling a die, and you're moving your boat that many spaces. What you're trying to do is you're trying to get to different ports to collect goods. It's a roll and move. Get some cards. It has a money value. You're trying to get to a certain amount of money that you set. You can. It, the game is 350, but you can play to whatever you want. Then after everybody takes a turn, you're going to spin the spinner, and it's going to move this Bermuda Triangle in the middle. And that thing can suck up your boats. It has a magnet on it. All the boats have a magnet. If it moves over you just right, it sucks your boat up removes it from the game, and now you're down from four boats to less boats. If you ever run out of boats, that ends the game. Whoever has the most money is the winner. Or if somebody hits the threshold, game's over. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just stupid fun. It's not a great game by any means, but it's really fun. Uh, that little Bermuda Triangle thing is pretty intense. Uh, you can get your boats blocked out so much. Uh, one turn we had every one of our boats got uh, sucked up one turn three <laughs> yeah. boats got sucked up it was crazy it's it's such a fun game and i you know i'm kind of glad we have it and our daughter really likes it so what did you think on your on finally getting to play this game was it everything that you imagined
0: and more <laughs> <laughs> um I, I think it's sometimes it's hard to picture like oh what do you mean the boats get sucked up but when you see it and like the, the bermuda, bermuda triangle it almost reminds me and i should i know i know the name of it uh um, plan- planchette Yes, of a planchette on a Ouija board. Um, And it's oddly shaped. And when you spin the spinner, it can twist around, which kind of these sides of this planchette are like shaped oddly. So they can swing out over your boat and they have magnets on those outsides. Um, So then and then it moves around. It can move all the way down, reset itself, come back closer to you. It can like reside right over the path so you've got to move different boats and then you're like oh crap if it rotates i'm, I'm toast and sometimes you make it out and you're like oh my sailors prayed extra hard we made it out like it can get to the ports even so it's not like your at port so that really fun tension is there and um when it catches up the little magnet boats like that's cute too like it is it's a fun little game and i won so that made it even better
1: that's true i i i got, like, no money. Rory was doing all right, but, man, I was getting nothing. I, I don't got know stuck what under you the, were doing. I got stuck under the triangle a couple times, and I couldn't move. It wouldn't move. <laughs> like, it's terrible. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it's, it's a fun game. And if you can find a copy and you like old games, definitely play this one. Because as far as, like, the older games go, this is a good one.
0: Yeah. It's, again, sure.
1: it's roll and move, so don't expect, like, a ton of deep strategy. But the triangle, the Bermuda triangle part is really fun. So, yeah, it's good. Absolutely. All right, so those are the games we played. Let's move on.
0: All right. For our feature today, we kind of teased you last week about it. It kind of came about in our discussion. We talked about boats. And then we're talking about other forms of transportation, like planes, trains, and automobiles. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll do one episode each. Let me tell you. I haven't played that many games about planes (laughs) or automobiles. (laughs) You've played
1: this one plane game, right?
0: this one playing game <laughs> that i want to talk about so we thought okay we're still gonna, gonna commit to planes trains and automobiles but we'll do one game of each our favorite playing game train game and automobile game uh so babe why don't you get us kicked off with your plane game
1: this episode of the board Game Mechanics is brought to you by Clemens Franz, if you would like to have a portrait of your family taken in beige and tan, look no further than Clemens Franz. All right, so I have uh, my main one, and I have an honorable mention for each of the categories as well.
0: Ooh, look at you. Just because you played more than one <laughs> play, train, and automobile game, you're going throw it in my face.
1: Well, and this one, the one you're going to talk about, I, I was going to pick, but since it's the only one you the have, one you picked I it.
0: played, it's um, going to by default.
1: But the one I'm going to pick is actually a game that you could get at Target, I believe, for a while from Funko Games, and it's called Pan Am. And this is effectively a worker placement game where you're trying to build different airports to make routes between the airports to score points. I don't remember it a ton because I only played it the one time, but there's some stocks that you can get that are gonna you can sell back to get additional points you can get these engineer cards that are gonna give you points um, the more the quicker you build in uh, airports and build paths you're gonna score a pile of points so it's just it, it kind of feels ticket to ride esque a little bit but with a little more going on um, but I enjoyed it it's it's not a heavy game by any means if you have played ticket to ride and you played what Katie's going to talk about this is definitely one step maybe up of from that in complexity, but not hard at all. So the one that I'm going to talk about is Pan Am. But I also wanted to mention Aeroplanes from Martin Wallace. And the reason that I didn't put it on here, because I've only ever played it by myself. I played it a mm. three-player game by myself. So I've never, since I haven't officially played it with other people, I didn't want to put it on this list and be We have here. this game? We do have this game, yes.
0: Oh, I, where is it? I haven't even seen it before. It's on
1: the Marty Wallace shelf.
0: There's a Marty Wallace shelf?
1: Yes. It's under all the old vintage games.
0: You keep, he keeps moving stuff around in my own house. And
1: another reason we haven't played it is you need three people. So that's, uh, that's why. All right. But yeah, as far as Marty Wallace games go, it's, it's one of the lighter ones. So you, you may enjoy it. It's, it still kind of feels like brass a little bit, but way, way lighter than brass. Way lighter. Yeah, those are my two games, Pan Am and Honorable Mention of Aeroplanes.
0: Okay, so every time I'm like, surely I played more than one airplane game, but I've played games about like balloons and zeppelins and like all these other forms of travel. A lot of games where you walk, but not a lot of games in planes. So the one game I know that I've played that has airplanes in it is Airlines Europe. I only played this once, played it with Joel. Um, It's an Alan R. Moon game. So this is like old school. Like, absolutely. I was trying to think of when it was actually. I think
1: it might be before Ticket to Ride. I'm not sure. It
0: was. It is before Ticket to Ride. Um, So this is from, what's the date? Why can't I find it? I'm not sure. Oh, 2011? That's not that long ago. Yeah, I
1: I don't think it's like super old, but it's. Definitely but it was old. before
0: Ticket to Ride. It was before Santa Fe Rails. It was before Union Pacific.
1: Ticket to Ride is two thousand four.
0: This says before Ticket to Ride. Okay, so it was this. It was called Airlines first.
1: Yeah, yes, it was called something else before this. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, Union Pacific, I think actually.
0: No, it was called Airlines.
1: It was Union Pacific, then Airlines, then Airlines Europe. They couldn't be Union Pacific. Its they successor got sued.
0: was Union Pacific.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Airlines successor was Union Pacific, and then they made Airlines Europe. Yes, correct. Okay. Anyway, so this is a stock game, which I don't really like, but I feel like this is super since it's it's <laughs>
1: it's it's, ba- it's barely
0: stocks. It's a name and it's, it's it's stock a stock game and name only because like you can purchase stocks, um, but it's not like super economic driven. Like you're investing in these different airlines, you know, you're putting these. Planes out to make these routes, expanding them, claiming the stock, getting your dividends and the investments. It is very Ticket to, to red S. You can totally tell it's an Alan R. moon game. Um, I like the little planes that you're putting out there. I think that's fun. For some reason, I haven't played any other plane games or I would talk about something else. This game yeah. isn't bad. Um, it, it, you can tell it's like a granddaddy of like the board games we know now.
1: Yeah, it feels like Ticket to
0: Ride a little bit. (laughs) And so I I think if, like, you can get your hands on it, um, it is a nice alternative to, like, try and do a different theme than maybe trains, which is coming up next. (laughs) So my planes, only one I've ever played. And if you played games with me and you know we played another plane game, tell me. But my choice is Airlines Europe.
1: Yeah, I was trying to look through our list, and I didn't see any that had planes. But we do a lot of boats and horses, those are our, our methods. Yeah. Yeah. I'm walking or, or non implied movement. You just get there somehow. You don't know how you get there.
0: Yeah. But based on the time eras, it's walking.
1: Yeah. Right. All right. So my train game is. I had a different one here, but I think I might like the one I'm going to talk about a little bit more. And the one I'm going to actually talk about is called Trains. And this <laughs> is.
0: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> this is stretch. a deck.
1: Well, we actually played. Did we play Red Rising or did we play the regular one? We might've played red rising. I'm not sure. I don't know. There's trains and there's trains red rising. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing, just different maps and some different cards, but trains is a deck builder where you're trying to, you have some terrible cards. You're trying to get better cards, but in this one, you're also trying to build train routes out on this map to different stations, to different cities, to score points. The trick here is when you build stuff, you're going to get some junk. that's going to come into your deck and clog it up. And you're going to get a lot of junk. Uh, I forget what they're called. I pollution or something uh it's just gonna be in your deck scrap it's just gonna be in your deck you can't do anything with it unless you get certain cards that let you get rid of some of it but even then clogs you up so deck builder with a cool board i'm not sure if this was the first one that had a board but it it was early on it has terrible art the board looks awful which is probably why i like it um (laughs) but it's really fun and and of the three that i have on here it's probably the most fun one which is why i put it as my number one So my two honorable mentions are Snowdonia, which I've only played once, and Railroad Revolution, which I've also only played once. And they're both like worker placement-esque games. Um, Snowdonia, you're trying to clear this debris around a mountain range to build a train track. has some worker placement, um, so the whole mechanism is building the train track and getting the train moving. And Railroad Revolution, you're building train tracks, but in like a really abstracted way. Cause there's also like a Western union track that you're trying to set all that up. Uh, you're trying to upgrade workers and stuff in normal, what's your game fashion. So it has railroads in it. There is some track laying, but I don't think it's as much as the other two. So that's why it's a third on my list. So mine, my main game is trains. So then honorable a in Snowdonia railroad revolution.
0: Um, I also have played trains, And I haven't played a lot. I thought I just thought of another game I played that has a train in it, but I don't know what it's called. (laughs) And you didn't play it. I didn't play it. Right. You didn't. It was this one where you're on a train and and there's miniatures and you're fighting to get to the front. Oh, yeah, it's that
1: Rail Raiders Infinite or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's my honorable mention. I played that game. And without Jason.
1: Yeah.
0: It was pretty fun. I kind of liked it. Rail um,
1: Riders Infinite, I think. I'll look it up, see what it is. Something
0: though. like that. But there's a lot of, like, combat in that. So, But I did like that game, and I thought the miniatures were cool. I am saying that on our channel.
1: What? Um, Get out
0: of here. I also like trains. But most recently I played a game that's about electric trains, which I think still counts. Yeah. I've decided. And that game is Maglove Metro. Um, our friends Jim and Kim brought this over. I almost just love it because the components man like the Great. little they're, they're pretty nice. They're nice the little electric trains and you can actually put the little people in there. There's seven different color several different colored meeples. you are laying track you're building different types of stations in order to be able to pick up different types of passengers. Um, those passengers once you drop them off at the correct locations um, so they can go on your board. In order to fill up spots that are going to allow you to have like big greater capacity for different things, um, you know, have a stronger types of actions, be able to score certain kinds of points, be able to pick up other kinds of um, passengers. Like, it's a really neat game. Uh, lots you can't do everything, but you want to. Uh, I just think it's really well balanced, and again, the um, production is. Good. And I really like it and because you're making your little trains. So that is Maglev Metro, my choice for trains.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you wanted that one too, or I would have probably put that one online.
0: <laughs> I have apparently played very little transportation games. So...
1: That's true. Yeah, I mean we don't I thought we played more of those, but apparently not. I don't know. It's uh, unless
0: it's walking horses, camels oh, or like some true. kind of steampunk aircraft, no, we haven't <laughs> played them.
1: Yeah, that's true. Or you know, a lot of implied movement. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, my automobile, again, I have a main one and I have a honorable mention. And the main one that I want to put on here is um, not the one that everybody expects me to put on here. Mm. And that one is Kraftwagen. And this is from Matthias Kramer, one of the designers, and I believe Rococo, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. And this is a uh, Moore, I think he did that as well. This is a game where you are building and test driving and selling old like um i don't know early 1900s model t's cars from from like model t up to i don't know like the next 10 years worth so that that time frame and you're doing this by there's this cool action selection that kind of functions like um it's like a tokaido thing which i guess everybody's calling a ratchet thing now because you can only go one way or whatever Uh, you, you pick an action, you take the action and then whoever's farthest back then gets to go and they can go as far as they want, take as many actions as they want until they're ahead of somebody. And you're trying to get these different engines for your car, which you can put in your, um, test car, which is going to go around some laps. If you go around a bunch of laps, you score some points. You can upgrade the body of your car to make it more valuable to go sell it to one of these four people who are trying to buy cars. You can um, get investors and engineers to help you get additional actions. You have to recruit new workers. You're trying to get these in-game goals. That trying to be the first to accomplish these certain things, and you're just trying to do that over. I think it's four or five rounds, and then at the end of that, whoever has the most points is the winner. It's a lot of blue and tan, um, but you know that's the kind of a color palette that I like. But it's it's a really good game. I I, I don't think it gets a ton of love, but I really enjoy it. It's, it's a lighter game, but once you get through the rules, learning it is kind of a beast, but once you're actually playing it, it's not super complicated. And my honorable mention is the one that probably everybody thought would be on my list, and that's Kanban. Uh, this is from Uncle Vito. You're running a car factory. You're kind of doing the same thing as Kraftwagen, but in a way more complicated way. You're getting parts. You're getting blueprints for the car. You're test driving the car you're rolling the car out around the um off the assembly line you're putting them in your garage and then eventually you're going to have meetings to talk to sandra to get some points um i would probably have this up higher it's hard to teach it's hard to play and kraftwagen is neither of those so i've played it a lot more than kanban and that's why it's my automobile game of choice so kraftwagen honorable mention kanban
0: Interestingly enough, despite Kraftwagen being easier to play and easier to teach, I have never played it.
1: Yeah, I've played it with Brandon and Josie the most, I think. I've played it with them like three times or something. (laughs)
0: That's weird. And we all know how I feel about Kanban. I hate that game.
1: I think you would like Kraftwagen. It's like, it's all the good stuff of Kanban, but without all the fiddliness.
0: It's what Kanban should be. Like, I should be rewarded points for building cars.
1: Correct, Yes, That is how this one works, Yes.
0: Okay, so... I I actually have an honorable mention for this one. Look at me! I've played games that have cars in them. I even thought like I was coming up with like bus games, like everything. It was ridiculous. I'm like, what the heck? I swear I played these games. Um, but my choice for cars is a game I mentioned. Gosh, maybe when we talked about pickup and delivery games, I'm not sure. Um, and it's it's relatively new. I didn't realize how new it was. So this came out in 2020, and that game is called Taxi Derby.
1: You're such you're such new hotness.
0: Oh, shut up. I, really? I talked about airlines.
1: Europe. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and Magler, my Metro. Come on, that's new hotness.
0: My honorable mention for cars is going to be real old.
1: That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs>
0: Uh, so in Taxi Derby, you are a taxi driver. Um, so you're doing picking, picking up and delivering passengers to their destinations. You, uh, are getting money then. So then you can upgrade your taxi cause that will allow you to get different kinds of clients. Maybe they want to have you to have Wi Fi in your taxi. They want you to, um, I don't know, have like a good radio system. Maybe they want some extra base, whatever. And you're trying to do it. As fast as you can, because the more fares you deliver, um, you know, the more money you make. However, there are, you can get traffic tickets. You can end up going, <laughs> getting arrested because you have too many tickets. Um, you have to pay off those tickets. I The the little taxi cars are cool. I just think it's like a really fun thing. I love that theme. I don't think it's done very often. Uh, I really got into it. I gave my taxi driver a whole backstory Again, nobody else did but me. I get that. Um, But I really liked it. Uh, So my first choice is Taxi Derby. Do you remember this one? Oh, yeah. Taxi Derby is great. Yeah. I I want this one. Why don't we own this?
1: I put it on a trade list and nobody has it up for trade.
0: Well, maybe we don't trade for it. Maybe we actually have to buy it. Come on now. (laughs) I know that's shocking. Um, (laughs) My honorable mention is probably a game that I've been playing since I was in French Club in high school. And it's totally about cars, automobiles, and that game is Mealborn. Uh in Meal Mealborn, you're driving, you're it's a card game, you're playing cards. Um, you can play hazards on other players that are going to maybe they have a flat tire, so you gotta be able to fix that flat tire. Um, there's speed limits that you have to observe, so you can't maybe play as many cards. Um I, It's just like a classic. I haven't played it in a long time. But every time I bust it out again, I'm like, dude, this game is fun. Like, this is just a fun game. One of my really good friends, Jamie, her family gets together and plays games. And this is one that we play with them. That's the only Um, time
1: I've ever played it was with her. Really? I've only played this game one time.
0: Then how do we own a copy? It's mine, isn't it? I think it's yours. Yeah,
1: we've had it. So, I, yeah, I think ever since we've been married, we've had that game.
0: <laughs> um, so, it's just like a fun little card game with that automotive theme. Um, yeah, again, I played it in French class because it's a French game. Mealborn. Um, but that is my honorable mention for automobiles. So, I can play two games about cars.
1: What about Wasteland Express Delivery? I that has that has vehicles in it.
0: I just thought about that, actually, during while we were recording the podcast. But... I think they're like indetermined, like undetermined kinds of vehicles. I mean, I guess we could do like a general automobile mention if we get yeah, away with that.
1: They're like Mad Max-esque.
0: Yeah, so you're not really sure like yeah, was it a – I think I drove a bus actually. Yeah, I had
1: like a gas truck or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I was driving around.
0: Yeah, see, I don't know, all kinds of transportation, just not planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, that's true. So I'm sure the rest of you out there have played more games about planes, trains, and automobiles. No, they're not pillows. They're playing straights and automobiles. So tell us what they are because we obviously need to play them. Um, tell us in the Facebook group. If you're not a member, hashtag the Riveted and you're on Facebook, it's the place to be, man. We don't tolerate crap. We don't tolerate gatekeepers, which does that make us a gatekeeper of gatekeepers? Hmm.
1: <laughs> yes, but those are the good ones. Those are good gatekeepers. <laughs>
0: That's so meta. So meta. Um. But we just talk about games, share fun things about games, encourage each other, help each other out. It's a great place. Like people saying, hey, I play this game and everyone's like, "Ooh, what is that? Yeah, it looks great. Or, oh, yeah, I like that, too. Or what would you think about it? Two players like that is just it's just a great place to get good information, to interact with other gamers. It makes my heart happy. Um, or send us pictures of your Planes Trains Automobile games to Instagram tweet us out, um, maybe your favorite games. Or if you happen to like the, some of the games that we <laughs> have actually played that are about plane trains, and automobiles, let us know those as well. Um, also, YouTube page. I don't, do we have any um, reviews of any games about planes, trains, or automobiles?
1: Uh, did I do any of these? Let's see. Um, uh, I don't think so. No, not at this. Uh, I did something on Kanban, but it was terrible, so I deleted it. um but no no official reviews we do have a review of bermuda triangle and some of the train games or the boat games from last week but that's it
0: okay so maybe we'll work on those guys but plenty of content out there also some of you i know listen to our podcast on the youtube Comment there. Um, we really love to hear from you guys. Every week, I kind of, and I'm openly admitting this, I'll kind of drag and be like, ah, I just don't want to record the podcast. We got other stuff to do, you know. Especially now, I'm like, I want y'all to chill and watch the Olympics, man. My boy Sean Way, I know he's been snowboarding. Got to watch him, love him. Um, got to see people like almost die on the luge, like hockey. But um, once I get started, once I see posts from you guys, like it just reminds me of why we do this. Like we don't get paid. We don't have a Patreon. We're not holding back content or whatever. Um, You know, we do it to try and get more games to support our bad habit, (laughs) go to cons to further support our bad habit. But that also allows us to see you guys and to hear from you guys. And that's really the whole reason why we're on here each week. So thank you so much for listening. Um, You really make the difference. And I truly like, I truly believe that, whether you're in a plane, a train, or an automobile, or a boat. Uh, oh, that was sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I do That's it for why the everybody games. likes me and not you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do it for the games. Everybody knows that.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got this evening, especially yeah. since my mic has been doing weird things, and I'm worried that it's going to cut out on me.
1: Yeah, I got nothing. But just as you heard earlier in the episode, this episode is brought to you by Clemens Franz. So do with that with what you will.
0: All the beiges and tans you can handle.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I've been Katie.
1: Yeah, I'm Jason.
0: Keep gaming, everybody.
1: Keep gaming.
0: Game in a train? Can you game on a plane? Would you, could you game them in a boat with a goat?